Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Chris Clark, who is the founder of ChiefsCorner.com as well as the Locked On Chiefs podcast. And Chris, it's been a while. Appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon, man? I would be doing a lot better if I could answer whether or not Travis Kelsey is going to play in this game. <laughs> yeah, I bet so. I bet so. I, I I know that it's a tough thing that's up in the air, but just we'll start there. What what do you know about this situation, and, and what uh, what do you expect to happen, or maybe what's some of your predictions for it with Travis Kelsey? I actually talked about this on our podcast last night and said, if I'm Kansas City, I shut him down for the game. And it's twofold for me. It's, I know he's going to want to play, and I get it, but – this isn't a divisional game. It's not even a conference game. The playoff implications of this game in general are very small when you look at all the different playoff standings and how how you get uh, you know your different uh, playoff abilities. So to me, I would shut him down for this game, and uh, I think you can win it without him. It makes it a little. It makes it a lot harder, but I still think you can win without him. Who becomes that go-to guy if Travis Kelsey doesn't play? We know that Patrick Mahomes is somebody who can get everybody involved in the offense, but who, who becomes that go-to guy? That's a great question, and I don't have a great answer to you. There, and the main reason is you have such a different receiving core from last year. Uh, yeah, I mean, Juju's gone, and, and MBS is back, and Kadarius Tony is back, and Sky Moore is back. But you also got, and Justin Watson's back, you got, you got guys like Rasheed Rice. You got guys like Justin Ross. You got guys... Uh, like uh, Richie James from New York. And it's just a question as to who's going to have the best matchup, and I think that's really what's going to be key in this game. Travis Kelsey is Mahomes' security blanket. So my question would be, and this is something that we haven't had a chance to really see play out. That's the problem. Uh, I would like Sky Moore to be able to step up because he could do a lot of the intermediate stuff that Kansas City does in, in the middle of the field. It's not the same as Kelsey, obviously, but they're going to need that intermediate stuff to maybe open up some stuff down the field. Uh, there's lots of different guys that could step in and, and really have a big game. No Gray, if he's the number one tight end, is going to be called upon and probably called upon a lot. I think it could be a good game for him. Is Kadarius Tony good to go? Because he's been dealing with some injuries also lately. Yeah, Kadarius Tony and, and Legarius Sneed were both out with injuries uh, this preseason, and they're both back and off the injury report, so they both should play. When it comes to both of them playing, it's a question of, how much are they going to play? My guess is with Kadarius Tony, he's probably going to play maybe 20, 30 snaps, then he'll get in there and he'll get targeted on 30 to 40, maybe 50% of his snaps. Legarius needs a whole other issue. He's a question mark. Uh, you know, the defensive back, you usually want to be on the field for every single play. We'll see if that gets a, a chance to happen tonight. So here's the thing, though, Chris. Uh, obviously, the expectation is uh, winning the Super Bowl. I think the Chiefs are the betting favorites for everybody. Even Holmes is the MVP. But you haven't had a back-to-back Super Bowl winner since the Patriots in the early mid-2000s. So looking at the Chiefs right now, what will keep this team from winning it once again? We know injuries can happen, but what's kind of the thing that you look at this team to say this is the issue that may keep them from winning another Super Bowl this year? I hate saying this for Chris Jones. Uh, if his if his absence stays past one or two games, uh, that could be a big problem for Kansas City because they don't have the pass rush to support uh, getting after the quarterback and being able to slow people down. Patrick Mahomes is a quarterback that could easily score, uh, you know, 30, 35 points a game, I, and I really truly do believe that based on what we've seen. 
Uh, Andy Reid shut him down at different times during games. But if the defense can't get stops and they can't get off the field, that's going to be a big problem. And he's been one of the reasons why they could get off the field in the past. Along those same lines, with uncertainty about Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey, what what would be some other questions that you would have going into the season? Well, I think there's a lot of people that are wondering how the left tackle situation is going to work out for Kansas City. I'm very curious about that myself. Donovan Smith looks fantastic in the preseason, but it's very limited. Uh, if they get a even a minor upgrade at left tackle, they've got a massive upgrade at right tackle. Uh, their interior offensive line is fantastic. Uh, the nice thing for Mahomes is, well, I think his receivers are better than he had last year. Uh, he doesn't have to get the ball out in one or two seconds. He's usually going to be getting three, four seconds from the guys that he's got in front of him right now. So that would be one big question. How does Donovan Smith play? You know, the other side of it is you had so many rookies playing last year. Do any of them take a step back? Do you see a sophomore slump from any of the rookie corners that you had last year? Uh, I think I expect big things from Trent McDuffie this year. He's looked great in camp and in preseason, so I expect great things from him. But you got other rookie corners playing as well, and you got a rookie, you got a guy that was a rookie last year, and Brian Cook that's now a starter at safety. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco is likely to be the big starter at running back, so lots of questions. And Sky Moore should have a big part in this offense, um, and I do think he's going to take a big step forward. Speaking with Chris Clark of ChiefsCorner.com here on Out of Bounds, doing little previews of the Kansas City Chiefs. Something I saw you uh, tweet about just about an hour ago, Chris, that was kind of funny. It was uh, somebody had reported, just uh, James Palmer, I guess, that uh, there is a pretty good chance that Chris Jones will be at Arrowhead tonight in a suite to watch the game against the Lions. And you responded with, I really don't know what to make it, say to this whole thing anymore. Like, what? That's such a weird thing to see, and if that ends up being true and just hanging out. And I know you already mentioned the Chris Jones situation, but I've never seen anything like that one. Well, and it's it's very rare. I mean, you're in a situation where one of the superstar players that was one of the reasons you won the Super Bowl last year, I think he wants to be there for the, the banner drop. He wasn't there for the ring ceremony. Um, but it's going to be awkward because, you know, he made a lot of comments in the media yesterday when he did a, a charity event. And from what I've seen, it hasn't been taken very kindly from a lot of people. So I don't know what kind of uh, response he's going to get if they show him up at the box. I don't know what kind of response he's going to get if he runs, the, you know, when he sees the other fans in the stadium and he's not out there playing. Um, you know, his comment about how, how is he – he got asked straight yesterday – is he letting his teammates down by not being there? His question was how. To me, that just seems like a horrible answer to something that is pretty obvious uh, that you're letting your teammates down because you're not there. This is their chance to, you know, refuse the Super Bowl champion, and he's talking about being out until week eight, and that could really set us back. Now, with Chris Jones, uh, we see sometimes these last-minute deals get done. His didn't get done before they're – their opening game, and it's a unique situation being on a Thursday night. We saw that Nick Bosa was able to get a deal done. Now, Chris Jones and his camp, even though we're talking about two different positions, defensive end, defensive tackle, and the defensive ends usually get paid a little bit more, Chris Jones and his camp have to be looking at what happened with Nick Bosa and and trying to get those numbers kind of close to what Nick Bosa's getting. I mean, they can try that. Uh, there's a lot of differences between Nick Bosa and Chris Jones. If you look at Chris Jones, he's had two double-digit sack years 
in his career. Uh, and those were both contract years where he was going into the last year of his con- the year before he went into the last year of his contract. Um, you know, you look at a situation where Chris Jones was 29. Yeah, he didn't look like he was slowing down last year, but when DTs get past 30, it's a, it's a much different situation. And the other reality of it is, is that when you look at the defensive tackle market, Aaron Donald is an outlier that nobody's ever come close to. Quinn Williams just got another deal for $24 million a year this year. Uh, and the Chiefs, from what I've seen, is, are offering Jones 27.25, uh, I think, per year for the next two years after this one. Uh, and he wants it closer to $32 million for the next two years based on the way the NFL really uh, looks at contracts. So, I mean, if he wants to look at it that direction, he can. The problem that he's going to run into is that for every game he sits out, it's a million, almost $1.1 million that he's going to lose in fine. Now, the thing for Kansas City is that adds back to their salary cap, so that kind of helps them in a way. Obviously, they'd rather have him there. But the other side of it for Jones is it's $1.1 million this year. If they don't get a deal done and he comes back and they franchise him, he's losing, uh, you know, 1.1 times 1. times 120% for every game lost next year on a franchise tag. So he could end up losing close to $20 million by sitting out to week eight and having no control over it. So, Chris, uh, just looking at the division, too, for the Chiefs, uh, you know, we were going going through our predictions. I think all of us chose the Chiefs to, to win the division. Seems like the favorite, but... If, if there was one other team to maybe up in them or at least be the highest competition, uh, who would it be out of the division that you feel like is going to maybe cause the most problems for Kansas City this year? I, I would be remiss if I didn't say the Chargers. Uh, Justin Herbert's a fantastic quarterback. He may be top five in the NFL, uh, probably is top five in the NFL. Uh, and the Chiefs are really in a bad situation having to have him in the same division, but uh, Herbert's a fantastic quarterback. The question when it comes to the Chargers is, one, can they get through the injuries? And two, can they get past bad coaching? Uh, bad coaching at the end of last year lost them Mike Williams for that playoff game, and then bad coaching lost them the playoff game. So uh, if they can't get past that, then they won't give Kansas City as much trouble. Uh, I think Kansas City still wins the division, but it would be the Chargers in my opinion. The Chiefs have made uh... – improvements in a lot of areas and you mentioned earlier going young at certain positions where do you look for the biggest improvement to be on this team going into the season i'm really excited to see what the receivers bring uh sky Moore struggled at times last year he seems to have a lot more better feel for the offense right now a guy like mbs uh, mark was scaling uh was not on the same page with Mahomes when it came to deep balls last year. It looked like in training camp they kinda got on the same page on that and they worked a little bit in the offseason on that as well. Uh and then you got other different types of receivers that you haven't had in Kansas City before. And Richie James, you've had that type of receiver. Justin Watson, you've had that guy. Rasheed Rice is, is a guy that you haven't really had very much of. Uh and so that's gonna be interesting to watch. And then you have Justin Ross who, if it wasn't for injury, would have been a first round talent a couple of years ago. And he's been Kansas City and still getting better, I think. Uh, so it's going to be exciting to see what they can do uh, at that position. You know, and then you get to the other side of the ball, and all you've got really is youth as defensive on the defensive line. I mean, Keandre Coburn's a rookie from this year. George Galoptis is a rookie last year. Uh, Felix and DK Uzama is a rookie from this year. Uh, you've got a lot of youth on that on a defensive line. I think that's going to be something that. It may take them a couple of weeks to actually get into where they really feel better about where their pass rush is. 
But about the time when Charles Amenhue goes back to suspension, I think the defensive line could be starting to gel, uh, even without Chris Jones. I'm not saying that they're going to be where they were last year, but I think they're going to be better than people expect. So as far as the festivities, I know that they're going to be dropping a banner, and, and it's always a great time in, in, in Arrowhead no matter what. But for tonight, uh, just what is the uh, festivities and the ceremonies going to be like and uh, the, the atmosphere and the vibe? People already been camping out. People have been tailgating. People are already excited for the season. Just what's the overall vibe in Kansas City like? <laughs> I saw a tweet uh, probably three hours ago. Oh, I don't, I can't, don't quote me on the time, but it's, so it's 2 o'clock now. Uh, which means 11 hours for game. So there were people outside Arrowhead at 8 o'clock this morning, 11 hours before the game. Hmm. So it's going to be crazy. I, the gate's open uh, to actually get in there into the stadium, I think, around 5. Uh, I think the atmosphere is going to be crazy. I, I, the one thing I will say is I think over the past couple of years, and I'm not saying it's like a huge drop-off, but I think you've seen – the Chiefs have a lot of fan bases travel uh, to Kansas City to go to games. I don't think you're going to see as much of that this, this in this game specifically because people want to watch the banner drop. But you got to remember when they last won the Super Bowl in 2020, we had COVID. We, we couldn't do a big banner drop. We had 15,000 people in the stands. So I think it's going to be a big thing. I think they're going to have a lot of people out, you know, tailgating early and getting rowdy for this game. What are realistic expectations for Patrick Mahomes each and every season? We expect him to be, if not the best quarterback in the league every season, at least in the you know one of the top guys. But what's realistic for him going into this season? Because there are always such high expectations. I think when you look at Mahomes, I think he's going to be a top five quarterback as long as he plays. Uh, at least probably for the next eight or seven or eight years. Um, I'm not going to say he's going to be a top five quarterback when he's, you know, nearing 40, but he could be. Uh, it, he, keeps, he keeps his body uh, in great shape, and he does a lot of things that a lot of players aren't willing to do to be able to keep his body in that kind of shape, so that helps. I think he's going to be a top five quarterback, you know, every single season, and I expect that he could be, you know, in the running for MVP this year. Uh, you know, you look at last year, they lose Tyree Hill. Everybody's like, well, he doesn't have wide receivers. He's going to take a step back. And then he goes out and throws for 5,000 yards and wins the MVP again, takes him to the Super Bowl and wins Super Bowl MVP. Something that hadn't been done since Kurt Warner. So I think he's going to be fine. I think that the big question is, and this isn't something we'll have to find out this year, I hope, uh, but how, is, how does his game change and how does Andy Reid change a little bit when Kelsey isn't around anymore? I uh, might see a little bit of it tonight, but uh, hopefully that's something that we don't have to worry about this season. So is there a particular player, Chris, that uh, whether it's a newcomer or somebody that maybe has not been talked about or being recognized that you think is going to have an impact this year or somebody you're really going to be watching for not only tonight but uh, the rest of the Chiefs season? Well, I said it earlier. I think Ty Moore's going to have a big season. I, I do think that he's going to be a guy that, he started to get a role in the offense late in the year last year. He started to get a lot more confidence. But Darius Tony, if he's able to stay healthy, if he's able to play 17 games, uh, he could be a real difference maker in the league. He could show that he has the skill set to be uh, one of the top wide receivers in the NFL. I do believe that just because of the his ability to move and his ability to shift and, and get open and, and contort his body. Uh, on defense, I'm really interested to see what they do with Drew, Drew Tranquil. Uh, he's, he may not be a starter on defense, 
but he's a guy that they haven't had in a long time that could be really good in coverage, could really help on some of the tight ends and running backs, which is an area Kansas City's really struggled against. And while it may be something that a lot of people don't look at, it could have a huge implication on how this defense plays. Isaiah Pacheco, as as a rookie last year, became the starting running back midway through the season. But uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, um, it, they were high on him the season before and uh, kind of dropped off a bit. What's the situation with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire now? Well, I think he's the backup. He may end up starting tonight. He may end up starting for a couple of weeks. Uh, because I did, you have to remember, Isaiah Pacheco's coming back from off-season surgery. He only played, I think, one snap in the preseason at all. Uh, he did get a run. He may end up starting tonight. He's the number one running back on the depth chart. But it's also possible that they could be trying to go in a situation where they say, okay, we know what we have in, in Isaiah Pacheco. We don't want to run him back and get him, you know, 20 touches in the first game and, you know, 30 or 40 snaps. Let's just ease him into it and use Clyde Edwards-Alaire early in the season and, and kind of ease Isaiah into it. I think Clyde could have a big role uh, at some point in this season because one of the things that you always have to worry about in the NFL is injuries, and running backs are one of the worst positions to have injuries. So, Chris, uh, do you, I'm just going to get to your final prediction here. Do you have the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl this year once again, making it back-to-back? And if so, who, who do you think they end up beating or who do you like coming out of the NFC to, to challenge the Chiefs this season? I do think Kansas City is in the Super Bowl this year. I think they could win it this year. I'm not going to say they – I feel pretty good. I, I want to see how the defense plays the first part of the season and how it coalesces, but – I think that they that they have the ability to go back to the Super Bowl and win it. When it talk, comes to the NFC, it's really hard to talk about anybody other than maybe the Eagles and the 49ers. And I say that because you look at what the Eagles have done on defense. They're they've gotten better, I think, at some positions on defense than they were last year. Uh, they got younger. They they picked some guys that they shouldn't have had any chance of getting, but had some high draft picks because of previous trades. Uh, and then you look at the 49ers and the deal, the deal they just gave Nick Bosa, you look at their salary cap for next year, they're a million dollars over what the proposed salary cap is before Nick Bosa's deal and with only 43 players on the, on the the counting on the salary. They've got like five to ten players that are close to $20 million a year next year, and that doesn't include Nick Bosa. So they're in it to win it this year, and they're going to have some severe cap issues afterwards. Uh, so between the 49ers and the Eagles, I think that's going to be the big competition coming out of the NFC. Well, Chris, man, we really appreciate you joining us. It should be a, a great day, game tonight and a great start for the Chiefs this season. I know it's always exciting whenever you're a Super Bowl contender and coming off a Super Bowl, but we appreciate you joining us, breaking it all down, and we look forward to checking out tonight's game. should be a good one. Have fun the rest of the year, all right? I appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to it, and it's going to be a fun game tonight.